It's a new bat night. Same bat time, same bat channel. Another episode of Dynasty Theory now coming at you 9 o'clock Eastern time every Thursday. Every Thursday. Mitch, what's wrong? There's a new layout, and it's it's kind of throwing me off, right? You know what's throwing me off? I got to change the top that says live every Tuesday night. <laughs> I can see that. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyway, Mitch, what's up, man? We're starting with you tonight. New night. New, new uh, a little change in the intro. It's it's just, I would like to say it's nice to be back in Utah, but I could still use, you know, another month or two in Cancun. But, you know, uh, yeah. I'm back on the show, so that's a plus. Been looking forward to this. Especially what we're talking about tonight. Like, we actually get a breakdown, quarterbacks and stuff, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, the next few weeks, we kind of have it laid out. You know, a lot of the guys that we we talk about this time of year, it's the young guys, it's the rookies. But now is a really nice time if you could uh, plant your flag on certain veterans. This is a great time to go out and acquire. Speaking of veterans, the... The elder statesman of the group, barely though. Mitch, you're not far behind. Dan, what's going on, man? Man, a little 90s fantasy football talk before the show, and he's, he's put me into veteran status, man. Hey, I'm pumped to talk quarterbacks today. I mean, you know, last probably two, three seasons especially, I've been fascinated with the quarterback topic. But before we get into it, JP, I'm, I'm glad Mitch brought up, you know, he's back in Utah tonight because you reminded me of something. I was thinking of you yesterday, Mitch. Um the missus came home from a day of teaching at school and one of her students is moving. So she goes, you know, honey, where, where are you moving to? Where are you going? This is fourth grade elementary going to Utah. Oh, so, poor thing. so she goes, you know, really? What, what brings you, you know, what, what has you going to Utah with the family? And she goes, we're going to be closer to God, you know? So, you know, I didn't know if they meant closer to Mitch Sorensen, JB, or, you know, where they were going with it, but that's fair. Don't feed his ego. Anyway, <laughs> Like we talked about to kick off tonight's show, some veteran talk, uh, and, and tonight really focusing on the quarterbacks. Guys, I have our schedule laid out for what two and a half months, two and a half months at least. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as soon as I made the schedule, which was I think Monday night, Tuesday rolls around, and as I've been doing on Tuesdays, hey guys, want to push the show? And I said, listen, let's just let's just bump it to Thursday every week. And these two gentlemen were accommodating, but anyway. But hey, for for our listeners, before you go, JB, like just know that everything is fluid in Dynasty Theory. The good news is it'll never get dull, it'll never get boring, and we'll always keep you on the edge of your seat. But Mitch and I are well aware that JB's like, you know, eight month laid out schedule and change Tuesday, Thursday nights. Like that changes like the weather that we're all experiencing, I'm sure. As soon as as soon as John sent that little this is what we're gonna do for the next three months, I'm like, I bet it doesn't last for two weeks. <laughs> but it's nice to see it on paper. Hey, we're, we're good. We're good. Maybe a new channel in the discord. Like we can wager on John's uh, schedule making and topics like, you know, over unders. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, Mitch, we got some great questions and some uh, great prompts here from the folks in the dynasty theory discord. This was a fun one. You you're building your dynasty roster. Who is the worst quarterback that you feel comfortable going into this 2024 season as your quarterback one. So again, but from a dynasty perspective, so your dynasty quarterback one on your super flex team. Right. And it's, 
we could come out and say, oh, I want Justin Herbert. And of course, we would all love to have those top guys, right? But for me, it's going down to the Tua type. And then for my quarterback one and quarterback two, going down to like a Baker Cousins type of level. Because the one thing you'll run into, you could go and you could just have just Baker and Cousins going into next year, right? And you could end up being pretty good and okay. And you could actually last through the season and make the playoffs and have a pretty good year. But the problem is going into 2025, going into 26, we've seen how hard it is to trade for the upper echelon quarterbacks, right? And so if you just continually build these teams with these lower tier quarterbacks, yeah, you'll probably make the playoffs. And yes, maybe you have a chance to win. But if you don't have any of those guys like a Tua who can maybe ascend to a top seven guy or just a quarterback and maybe an Anthony Richardson that we've talked about previously to where maybe he can ascend there. But if you keep starting off with these lower tier guys, I'll even put Jared Goff in that. Jared Goff doesn't have a chance to be a top five dynasty quarterback no matter what he does. And so if you're not getting any of those quarterbacks that can ascend, you're just Every year falling that much further behind and that much further behind. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I have a huge rebuild on my hands and you don't have a good quarterback to start rebuilding around. So I just want one good younger type quarterback who I think can still continue to gain value as my quarterback one. All right. And then going into the quarterback two conversation, you mentioned a Baker, a Cousins, somebody like that. And uh, as we typically do, you're going through your your answer here, and I'm formulating uh, follow-up questions, but I want to kick it over to Dan first. Same question. You're you're building your team. You have your roster. Who is the worst quarterback one you'd want on your team as your dynasty quarterback one? I think I'm a little higher than you here, Mitch. Uh, my worst quarterback one would be Trevor Lawrence. He is my worst quarterback one. My worst quarterback two... Now, this I might have went further than you, Mitch. I think I did have Baker as more of like the solid answer. Mm-hmm. But you know things are going to change this offseason. Some guys are going to get signed. If Mac Jones got a second chance oh, no. with wide receivers, with an O-line and good coaching, I would take a chance on him as my quarterback too. <laughs> but right now, I don't know listen, if he'll get that chance. Take long. We're six minutes in. And well, I have no idea throwing. I'll be a little controversial tonight. I knew that would get a little raz. But you're you're going into this season as things stand right now. It would I be Baker. Who... It would be okay, Baker. So Baker so would be was... my answer. I so am we're... just giving you a little deeper analysis tonight on Dynasty Theory to say at some point in this offseason, there are going to be some surprises. I think someone may take but... a chance on him. But that wasn't the question. I'm not the allowed to think was, deeper than your question and, and put some scenarios in there. Something you said, who is your worst, worst quarterback to in your dynasty notes? So he is my worst. I, I am thinking something deeper than the obvious. That's called a quarterback five. <laughs> oh, man, you know, you know, Steve Jobs, you know, had a t-shirt. It said, think different. An Apple ad campaign. Think different. I was trying to think different and not just give a cookie cutter answer on dynasty theory tonight different is what what i get different isn't always right different isn't always right so mitch i want to kick it back to Uh, you yeah the the way that you build your teams and we always talk about like the the the, get the higher end quarterbacks then then build around them but you mentioned baker mayfield or kirk cousins as the guy that you really feel comfortable going into the season as your quarterback two on your roster does that change 
depending on how many how many other quarterbacks you have. Definitely. I mean, if I'm so I've mentioned this right after the season is I think I built a lot of my rosters wrong this year by only going with a two quarterback build. So I was sitting there, you know, let's say I had Tua and I had cousins on a team, then cousins got hurt. All of a sudden I have to go get another one. And so for me, if I'm going in with like a Baker or a cousins as my quarterback too, you, you could 100% know going into 2024, I'm going to have a third quarterback on my team because you just, as much as we're saying Baker, I mean, there's a chance that he doesn't get a contract extension with the Bucks, and all of a sudden it's not Baker anymore, right? It's somebody else. Maybe it's Mac Jones, like what Dan brought up. Um, but if a guy like that is my quarterback too, he's not going to be the only two, one of the only two quarterbacks on my roster. And, and so, like that would be, you know, additional context. Maybe you're going in with, let's say, you have Justin Herbert, a quarterback, just because you mentioned his name earlier, and then you're you're bringing in like a Cousins, a Carr, a Mayfield, like you'd feel confident yes, and comfortable exactly. with that build and having those guys. And now Dan is throwing the petty red flag. I know this is just going to be, uh, all right, what, what do you got, Dan? What, what are you now, throwing the flag? No, this flag isn't for Mitch. Mitch just gave some good analysis there. It's this for, for you, JB. This is a John Bauer red flag because – when you asked Mitch that question, and after he gave analysis, you used the word comfortable. I am challenging the word comfortable with QB2 because if either of you guys look at your dynasty rosters, I want you to tell me how many you feel comfortable. There are definitely going to be some, but let me re actually let me rephrase that. Your worst core QB2. Do you feel comfortable with your worst two BQs on your dynasty rosters? I can't even <laughs> talk now. Wait, did he just get a 2BQ? <laughs> can't even talk now. You got me rattled, Jim Bauer. Uh, no, out of my ninety now ninety four dynasty <laughs> oh rosters, I'm sure there are a few where I few. I uh, I was going into uh, you know last season feeling a certain way in the 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 build and maybe it's a you oh, know maybe him and Han listeners in the chat room right now you know John Bauer is not comfortable with all of his QB twos no, on I'm, his I'm dynasty rosters. I'm, not. I'm telling you, I'm not. But, but let's say so, uh, like. <laughs> Can I speak? So a Mac I, Jones cannot become a possibility on any of your dynasty rosters as your QB two, as I your worst case scenario. I don't know if I'm out of the ninety four teams. I don't think I have a situation where Mac Jones is currently my quarterback two. I don't think. I'm saying if he got if he landed a job, he could be. If if <sighs> I was going to throw an analogy out there, but tonight I'm going to keep a PG. <laughs> Yes, if he, if he lands a job, sure, he could be Thank a quarterback. You. Thank too. you. That's all I have, Your Honor. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, so <laughs> then if you go with the, the two quarterback build, you would certainly want to elevate up. Like you're not going to feel comfortable. I am shook. You're not going to feel comfortable or uh even pushing the envelope, like like Dan said, if you're going in with a higher end quarterback and then a Baker Mayfield and nothing, like I'm not going to sleep well at night knowing that. That's when I'm going to want to double up that that quarterback two position. Uh, so we talk about the the worst quarterback two you would want on your roster at, or worst quarterback as your quarterback two. I think that's a fair range. I like like if Derek Carr is your quarterback two, that's that's right around the the point of oh god i have some of those 
I and I do too. I felt that way all season. I certainly Russell Wilson. The, a lot of those those builds where I have the of Russell Wilson type as the quarterback too. Maybe an Aaron Rodgers, depending on how I built the rest of my roster. I can't so wait Dan, to get to that. Dan, let me, and we're gonna get to some of those veterans here in a second. But let me let me throw another follow up question to you. Does the way the rest of your roster is built, or does your future pick situation, does that come into play with the way you build your, you you know, to answer this question, you'd look at your, okay, this is the worst quarterback one I'd want. This is the worst quarterback two I'd want. want. Does the way the rest of the roster and your picks, does that come into play at all? Yeah, I think it definitely did this season. I mean, we give the example, JB, of Derek Carr, and you, you know, both of us having him on our roster as our worst case quarterback, too, or Russ Wilson. I'm, I'm sure Mitch has some examples, too. We don't want them as our quarterback, too, but because of our roster construction, whether whether it is what draft capital we have to move out of that or how deep we are at other positions, it's definitely a factor. Um, I definitely love my rosters a lot more, those that do not have them. But in the same breath, I'm sure you also have some examples of some rosters that unfortunately that was our quarterback too, and they were pretty good dynasty teams this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's certainly those teams, like Mitch just said not long ago, that you have more of that veteran presence at quarterback. And until the very end of the season, like you you certainly – I mean, even the end of the season, you could have stayed afloat with a, a Baker, a Carr, and a Russ. But you look at the grand scheme of things – that's not ideally the way you want to build that quarterback room in your dynasty leagues. And answering your questions too, there are you guys know I've both been I've been aggressive and trading a lot of draft picks. So some of those leagues where I would have a Derek Carr, I probably did trade my first to load up at other positions, and I can't trade out of it right now. But I will be aggressive this season where maybe I got my draft picks back, or I'm like, okay, one more year of uh, you know going through Derek Carr, and then by next year I know I got to fix this quarterback situation. Yeah, and I think if we're going more towards a future build, that's going to be the situations that maybe, you know, it, it doesn't really matter who my quarterback two is. If I'm able to get that stud that that to anchor my quarterback room, and if I get the right value, let's just stick with the Bakers, the Cars, the Russes. Let's move off of all of them because we're going more towards that future build, and we're looking at the one- or two-year outlook. And if the value is right, it, it truly doesn't matter who my current quarterback two is. Because I'm really not going to do any damage this year as is. Yeah, I no, see a com- totally I see, agree. See a comment from Cole here. Oh man, don't get me going here. Russ to Drake London could be fun. <laughs> Woo! We're worried about you, JB, when we talk about Russ. I know. Dude, we I don't know. even bring him up anymore. We just wait for you to do it at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, we I, wouldn't be bringing him up if it wasn't yeah. for JB. <laughs> but but listen, when we when we jump on here, when we're in the Discord. Yes, it's it's theoretical, but we are out there in those streets that we are. We are we are sometimes living that dream or nightmare, if you will. And it's not just, oh, yeah, I, I would go pay that. But I, you know, I'm, I'm not in any leagues or yeah, I'm I not. Mean, I'm in three leagues and we really don't need to worry about that or, you know, whatever. Like th- this advice, these thoughts, it's based on real life experiences yes and like i said whether it's a dream or a nightmare depending on the the week you ask me i have a lot of rust so i have to bring them up when we talk about some of these situations all right this this is a fun exercise and i posted trade polls in the discord 
Got a lot of responses here. And if you're not in the Discord, again, the Discord is completely free. We have the Dynasty Theory Patreon, $5 a month. We have a, a one-week free trial. We got the, the Pivot Point, which Mitch and I are going to be jumping on live this Sunday morning. We got the Dynasty Tiers cross-positional. We got rookies in there. All kind of good stuff. The rookie data. But in our trade polls, whenever they're posted, you got A, B, and then we always have the scale coming in. So a lot of these, the scale, kind of, you know, it, people see it as even. I wanted to try to kind of find that point of indifference where people either thought it was even or it was just a, a nice split. And Mitch, you dropped a comment in there with my initial trade polls, and you said, if you ask people in the Dynasty Theory community, like, these aren't going to be close. Because I try to go off of the market. Mm -hmm. Like, you look at Fantasy Calc and KTC and trades that have been completed – but it was heavily favored towards the quarterbacks as opposed to late seconds. But anyway. Hey, but also just a little side note for our listeners too, you know, to the point of John like zagging when we, when he said he was going to zig. So in our show notes, originally there was just one question related to these five quarterbacks. Now, some of us had to really work today. So luckily I went into the show notes right before the show. And I saw these trade questions, JB and the, and the, the values, so I, I caught on to the zag, but you know, some of us had to work. I what? Why do you think my Tuesdays have been hell? Hey, the, I, the, I, bubble bath. The well, show notes changed when I got in tonight. Or they they were right. added. They were they were expanded. They they were expanded. So Matthew Stafford. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> let real quick. Let's. These are the quarterbacks that were brought up. Veteran quarterbacks at their respective value. Who would you be most interested in acquiring here? as we head into February, early in the offseason. So right now, Kirk Cousins, quarterback 19 on Fantasy Calc. I want to make sure I go in order. Kirk Cousins, quarterback 19. Matthew Stafford, quarterback 22. Aaron Rodgers, 23. Derek Carr, 24. Russ Wilson, 25. So we're in that veteran range, the uh, you know early 20s to mid 20 dynasty quarterbacks really the range that we talked about okay who would you feel comfortable as your quarterback too mm -hmm. in that first question so when we go through these let's start with kirk cousins and mitch I want, i'm going to start with the trade poll and i want your thoughts on the poll itself and then just where you're going with kirk cousins in general so all of these 12 teams super flex two ppr for tight end start 10 and we assume plus six minus four quarterback scoring Kirk Cousins or the 2024 112. Kirk Cousins got nine votes. The 112 got 23 votes and then seven scales. Which is, that's really uh, shocking to me wow. because with Cousins, yeah, he did just get injured, but he's an above average quarterback. And if you could have an above average quarterback because your quarterback two in these 12 team leagues, you're so far ahead of everybody else. So I'm more than happy if I already have two quarterbacks and I have the 112, I'm more than happy to send that for Cousins. And I'll, I'm going to mix in Stafford too because to me, they're pretty much the exact same quarterback. It's the exact same trade poll for Stafford. Somehow Stafford got more votes. But for me, they're the exact same guy. And so I'm willing to go out and get either one of them for the 112. It's because I know for the next two or three years, I could slot them in as my quarterback too, and I'm going to be getting very good weekly production. Yes, their value isn't going to go up like I talked about earlier, but they're very good. We're not hoping that this is uh, 
Daniel Jones, who's going to slowly ascend and work his way up. You know, we don't in this range. That's kind of what you're looking at. You're looking at the 35 year old quarterbacks or the 26 year old quarterbacks who aren't very good at being a quarterback. Right. So give me the veteran guys who are going to give me a weekly advantage. Uh, if you're in the chat, if you're listening back to this, I, I would love to hear your your thoughts and your comments because these veteran quarterbacks, I feel like there's a very wide range. We see a comment in the chat from Geist. I got Russ and Daniel Jones. Yes, Russ and Daniel Jones for 210 value in a startup. I mean, as long as that's like a 24 210 and not like the startup 210. Then I right. think that's great. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that's I think that's a fair assumption. And then, so Mitch, you would go Stafford and Cousins, yes. quarterback nineteen, quarterback twenty two, over that one twelve. And it is interesting because Stafford coming in a little bit lower, but like you said, getting far more votes and people seeing it as even compared to that value. Dan, what are your thoughts here on Stafford and Cousins versus that one twelve? Yeah, Stafford's the one I'm most interested in out of all these quarterbacks we're going to talk about for dynasty purposes, being that that was the original question on your, on your notes, JB. But I, uh, I, both of them, I want the, I would want the starting quarterback and not 112. You know, Stafford, I like for, I think he's got the best health of everybody right now. He had the best season of everybody, and I think he's going into the best situation. Normally, I don't like these older quarterbacks, but again, I need a starting quarterback. I want to win the league. I want the production. And I, I kind of looked as 108, actually, as my cutoff. Now, I got a lot of studying to do, but I think i take Stafford also over 111, 110, maybe 19. I actually don't disagree. Uh, I have him tiered with the 108 and 109. But I, I mean, based on this poll, especially that, like, our surprised Discord, by that poll. But our Discord is a very quarterback-friendly environment, right? And if the vote's going this way, 12 for Stafford, 13 for the 112, 16 even, in a lot of situations, when you go out into the wild, when you go into other leagues, you're going to be able to get him for far less than that 109-ish that we just talked about. So, I mean, it's there is going to be an opportunity. And, again, now is the time you get these discounted veterans if you feel comfortable with, with any of them and the initial question is Dan had to throw it out there, which veteran quarterback at the respective value are you most interested in? So Stafford or cousins, did, did you answer that? I'm sorry if you did, Dan, I was Stafford and then Mitch, you're Stafford. So Stafford quarterback, 22 cousins at quarterback, 19 at their respective value. You prefer Stafford and probably straight up. You might prefer Stafford. So, uh, be Hart in the chat, Stafford or Penix Knicks, if they get drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. I I have Stafford tiered with so right now I think it's gonna be Knicks if either of them get first round draft capital. I think it's Big Bo. I had uh, Bo is in, in that range that I was telling you about, JB. I think he does get drafted up there. And I, I have him. They're the that, same age, so give me Stafford. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it was pretty close. It's not that yeah. far off. And, and they're uh they're all younger than Funny. Kenny Pickett, I think. Uh, <laughs> I uh, kid didn't even do anything, and I threw shade. Come on, man. Uh, but I have Bo Nix and Matthew Stafford tiered together. I could see build coming into play. Uh, 
like Mitch said, you have one quarterback that is going to give you production at least over one or two years. He's not going to rise in value, certainly. But then you have Bo Nix, who's going to be all potential and in the right situation. I, I don't think Penix does get the first run draft capital. If he does, he'd probably be in that 110 territory for me. 111, 110. It's hard to really push down a first round quarterback too, too far. If he does get there, I don't, again, I don't think he does, but I would take Stafford over Penick. So Stafford over Cousins and the 112. Well, or the 112. I don't want people to think we're moving Cousins and the 112. Let's clarify. All right. Derek Carr, quarterback 24. People would prefer, most people prefer the 206 to Derek Carr. Dan, where are you? I'm taking Derek Carr. It's kind of the same philosophy, you know, especially with it going to 206. Uh, you know, normally around 206 in rookie drafts, that's normally around the cutoff where you get that kind of sleeper guy that is a good rookie. But we know Carr's going to be a starter again next year, and I would just rather have that than 206 at this point. I'm not giving away that starting quarterback. As much as I want to throw up in my mouth another year of, you know, the fragile Der- Derek Carr. Mitch. Don't don't look it up. Mm-hmm. In his last four games of the season, how many touchdowns did Derek Carr throw for, and how many interceptions did he have? The last four games combined, um, eight and one, twelve and one. It's mm. a nice finish. Three, three, two, four. I I'm not saying. Derek Carr is going to be necessarily the answer to anybody's anybody's uh, quarterback problems in your super flex league, but he's going to be, I think, one of those reliable quarterback twos that can get the job done. Like 68% completion percentage, almost 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, eight picks. Like, again, not a world beater by any means, but I think the looking at it cross positionally, especially I have Derek Carr and green on the sheets, not necessarily compared to other quarterbacks. I think he's valued where he should be, but overall, I think I'm a little bit higher on that range of quarterbacks. When you, when you go across, like I would take Derek Carr over Javante Williams straight up. You know, I, I have them tiered together. I would take Derek Carr over Nick Chubb, David Montgomery. I, I knew that. I knew that was going to be a reaction. I knew. To to JB's point, when we're drafting in Superflex and these quarterbacks go flying off the board, you're kind of stuck taking that Derek Carr because if you don't, you end up with nothing. So you probably do take them before those running backs that JB's mentioned. Not saying JB's going to like it, but I, I think you have to do it. Look, with uh, these, I think with these. Derek Carr, the next two quarterbacks you're bringing up, if you're walking into the season with them as your quarterback too, you're in a lot of trouble. Like I love, I think price-wise, yes, I'd rather have Derek Carr than the 206. But I don't want Derek Carr to be my quarterback too and have to somewhat depend on him going into 24. He's my quarterback three. So be it. If I have Derek Carr on my team and then maybe a Bo Nix who gets drafted in the first round, then okay, with another stud quarterback to you know to solidify the quarterback one. If I could do that, then I'm okay. I don't want to depend on starting Derek Carr or the next two guys you're going to mention each week. I just have very little faith that they're going to continue to be the starter throughout the full season next year. But Mitch, 
What? There are guys like me that have traded a lot of draft picks, and I'm stuck <laughs> with Derek Carr for at least one more season. Fair. So, dude, you, you can't just, you know, take that no 206 for him here. because then I've only got one quarterback. Yes. All right. So, Mitch, if the 206 is the cost here, yes. and it should be for all three of those quarterbacks here, Rogers 23, Russ Wilson 25, Derek Carr quarterback 24, who do you prefer given the choice? I'll take Rogers. I just think his higher end's higher than the higher end of Carr and Wilson for sure. Um, but the, the one and the reason why I'm taking all these quarterbacks over these picks is because we saw this year. There was backup quarterbacks who was playing for four weeks during the season that were getting traded for second rounders. You know what I mean? And these guys are all slated to start the full season, whether they do or not. But these guys are at least have the chance to. I mean, we're trading seconds for guys who maybe gave you a starting quarterback in the playoffs. And so for me, I think the price is just definitely on the quarterback side here. I might make you mad, JB. Like I'm with Mitch. Aaron Rodgers is the same thing with Derek Carr. I'm not taking the 206. If he's going to come back healthy, have a good season. But until I see Russ land, I'm taking the 206 right now because he's not in my plans. Like I I don't have him, so I'm not going to acquire him because I'm not sure he's going to start. Now, if I have a lot of JB rosters and I have Russ Wilson and I'm relying on him some capacity, I'm probably banking on him to land somewhere, hoping he is. And then, JB, I'm assuming you take Russ over the 206? Every every day of the week. There you go. That's fair. That's fair. Every day of the week. We're so. opposite, but I get it. <laughs> Different, but the same. same. You catch it on. See, John's saying this because he knows if he says the 206, he's going to get a whole bunch of offers for the 206. But he's going to have a lot of 206s sent to him for Russell Wilson. <laughs> back- Did he do that last year, JB? He was racking up those second-round draft picks. I have a lot of second-round draft picks this year, <laughs> more than uh, the number of first-round draft picks, I think, the way it's played out over my entire portfolio. But this goes back to the point that we discussed at the beginning of the show, how we have, you know, uh, we, we have money on the table, right? Yep, without a doubt. If I truly believed that I it was the 206, I would say, send me the 206. I, I want Russ, Russ over Wilson the 206. shares alone, ladies and gentlemen. I will go buy more for the 206, and I will feel great doing it. You know, right. If you have Russ, you probably do have a lot of 206s, so that's fair. You could probably get 98 shares of Russ. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> All right. So at their respective value, yeah. we've boiled it down to Rogers over Carr and Russ and Stafford over Cousins. Mm-hmm. Now, what's crazy to me is Stafford quarterback 22, Rogers quarterback 23. Is it safe to say all of us would go Stafford at current cost? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you but then would you rather pay the 112 for Stafford or the 206 for Aaron Rodgers? 112 for Stafford, no hesitation. Okay. Yeah. I still worry about the dysfunction with the New York Jets, all right? They're, they're up there with Carolina with dysfunction. Uh, I, there's time for them to mess it up and not fix what's broke. All right. So Stafford over the 112 for you is is preferable to Rodgers over the 206. Who takes your number three spot? Cousins for the 112, Carr for the 206, or Russ for the 206? Who do you prefer at value? Cousins for me. I mean, exact same reasons for Stafford. To me, they're the same quarterback, so I'd rather just have them. 
I agree. Uh, even though there's still some uncertainty where Cousins is landing, we know where Derek Carr is, and I don't think anything's going to, you know, really wow us in New Orleans that's going to raise his value by any means. All right. To to decide between fourth and fifth, <laughs> Mitch, do you prefer Carr or Russ Carr. At, at cost? Carr. I mean, they're the Carr. same cost. as Carr by a landslide. <laughs> Not Russ. Remember those last four weeks, JB. Remember those last four weeks. I mean, I'm looking at my tears. I have car over Russ. Don't patronize. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Next next time you see me, you're going to rub my head. Oh, good job, little buddy. You did it. Good job, Skipper. Remember that, Mitch. uh, Seven months away. Canton, Ohio, next uh, time. Convention. I'm going to do that to JB. We had two more folks in the Discord, or at least one more, say they were coming. Holler. Sweet. I wouldn't mess your hair, though, JB. I'd feel bad. It's too pretty. I just got a cut today. Looks good. Looks good. It was, man, it was fluffy and floppy. And if you came in at the wrong part of that conversation, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> My hair, okay? My hair. All right. So there we have our five veteran quarterbacks. Now, this is going to be, it could be kind of rapid fire-ish. In each of these groups, the first group, we're going to start with Dan, okay? In each group, which quarterback has the highest market value one year from today. So the name of the episode, Veteran Buys and 2025 Values, we have each other's phone numbers. We could text each other. We have our Discord group. We can message each other. Dan emails me and says, did you mean 2024 value? And I'm like, why don't you send me a fax or a carrier pigeon next time? <laughs> what do you put 25 values? So next season's 2024. So you're saying two years from now, not one year. There's a big difference. Although you did, I did deserve the busting of the chops for the email. So I'll give you that. But the Dan, year thing threw me Dan, off. Dan, what's the date right now? It's 2024, which is the Super Bowl time. But the fantasy season, when it starts up, it's 24. So Dan, like, Dan, one year from today. It's it's like an in between time, JP. It's, it just got me a little. That's not ready for this. You know, yeah, what? I don't know. All right, I'm with you. I, I get it. I get what it. is happening right now? <laughs> it's a pe- long. Day. It's been a long week. Listen, do you pe- students I'm, came I'm, back to college this week? It's been chaos. Listen, I'm looking directly in the camera right now at everybody. Oh, this geez, is my cry for help. Look. This is my cry for help. Do you see <laughs> what I go through? And why I am the way I am. Do you, do you get it? This is why. Anyway. All right. One year from today, Dan, on January 25th, 2025, who has the highest market value in this group and who has the lowest? Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and CJ Stroud. Oh, guys are killing me in the chat. I can barely answer this right now. Um, the highest. Oh, this was the closest one. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go Dynasty. I'm going to go with Stroud. Okay, so Stroud will have the highest market value of the three. Who has the, who has the lowest? Jalen Hurts. That was, All right. that was that was easy for me. So for you, you got Stroud, Jackson, and Hurts one year from today. It's, it's those two that I probably struggle with. It. It's like the one year from today because after next season, Lamar's going to have another great season next year. So is Stroud. But then we're looking into the next year. Like if you said after two seasons, I just – I think two after two seasons from now, JB, it's going to be clearly Stroud. I, I just think it's so close one year from now. 
Well, that, and that's why I wanted to go one year from now. And tied in the chat, always appreciate you jumping in. Uh, Stroud, even though that says Strode, Stroud, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. So he's on board with, with you, Dan. Mitch, where do you lie on these three? I completely agree with everything Dan said. Like, I think Lamar's going to have the better year next year, but for me, it's Stroud, then Lamar, then Jalen. All right. That'll be a quick transition here. Mitch, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Anthony Richardson. Joe Burrow. I just think he's in the most stable position right now, and I think they're going to bring that team back, and he's going to kill it like he did, you know, in 2022. It's definitely not Anthony Richardson for me, and Justin Herbert, I just don't see it yet. And then, so, so who's the lowest then? Anthony Richardson. All right, so you have Burrow, Herbert, Richardson. Dan, do you agree? I don't. And I and, and again, it's one of those where I'm not like throwing a challenge flag because Mitch could I could totally eat crow on this and understand and say, hey, Mitch was right on. So there's no bad takes there by Mitch by any means. But I went Richardson the highest because those rushing quarterbacks, what he was doing while he was healthy. Colts seem to be trending up. Um, I just think for fantasy with his his legs, he's going to be the highest, and he's so young. And then the lowest. Now this answer before changed today because I think the Harbaugh factor kicked in, and I have Burrow as the lowest now because of injuries, because of a new offensive coordinator. I think the Harbaugh factor um, keeps Herbert out of the lowest spot. It's interesting. You you two flipped there. Uh, you saw eye to eye the first time around. This time, not so much. Dan, now think of this. <laughs> yeah, you should just disqualify me now. I mean, like, this is one of them, like, if we were in a business meeting and, like, I would have to, like, bow out of the board vote because it's, like, my wife. You know? All right, how like, about I go first on this one? All right, Mitch. All right, Dak all right. Prescott, Jordan Love, Justin Fields. Give the listeners some unbiased uh, answer. It's Mitch. Dak Prescott. I mean, that's 100% right here. It's it's Dak. And, um, really, it's because McCarthy's coming back. McCarthy... We've seen what Dak can do with McCarthy and with CeeDee Lamb now and with Jake Ferguson. I think he's going to have an extremely good fantasy year. Will they be a good team? I don't know, but they'll be very good fantasy-wise. I think Jordan Love is the closest to Prescott, and I just I don't even know what to do with Justin Fields at this point. So for me, he's the easiest, lowest of the three right now. That's tough. The highest I'm with Mitch with Dak now, I, I, surprise, surprise. full disclosure, I'm totally biased. So <laughs> listeners, take Mitch's analysis and run with it. I normally wouldn't vote. Glaff ha- half full, I'm the highest. I'm thinking Dallas is loyal to him and is going to keep him. That's one thing that has to happen. If you're listening to a lot of like the Dallas, like I am right now, it's all the Dallas talk shows and all that. There's a lot of people saying trade Dak. You know, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you trade him to Atlanta for their eight and two future number ones? Like the, those things are all swirling and stuff. But I love Dak. I, I think he's fine. One interesting take on the Cowboys with their coaching is um, you guys know, I listen, I enjoy the GM shuffle with Lombardi and he took an opposite approach with Dallas and said, like a lot of people say they, they underachieved, which we all kind of felt that way. You know, they, the roster makeup was there. They're doing great. But he said they overachieved this year. And I kind of see that, man, they had some key injuries and still kind of, you know, had a really good season. He had the best season of his career, lamb best season of his career, and everyone's like out of him because he played bad for a quarter and a half, two quarters of, of that playoff game. So I think things remain the same with McCarthy and Dak. Dak's the highest. And then the lowest, I'm going to say maybe Jordan Love right now by default. I'm, you know, I've kind of hated on fields in the passing game a little bit. But again, another running quarterback, if he could get good coaching and 
they do trade him because you know the Bears want to get Caleb Williams. Maybe Fields lands somewhere good, and you know he's he's still a very uh, appealing fantasy quarterback. For this one, uh, like Justin Fields, he's either going to be the highest or lowest. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be one that kind of floats in that same value that we're currently looking at. I He's either going to be, so right now on Fantasy Calc, he's quarterback 15. I think he's either like top nine or down to 20, 21, 22 a year from today. I just, I don't think he, it's going to be very unstable, but could be towards the positive end. All right. I'm a little like, I think everyone's drinking the Jordan Love Kool-Aid right now. And I get it. He impressed me. I like him. But, I mean, that game, like, versus Dallas and for San Francisco, he is making a lot of throws off of his back foot. Maybe this is the coach of me kind of just throwing the ball up there. Cost him a game in San Francisco. I'm telling you, being a diehard Dallas fan, their defense, like, Mitch Sorensen would have threw some touchdowns in that game versus, versus Dallas. Um, so, you know, there could be a little – regression you know it might not be all roses like we're looking right now all right dan trevor lawrence kyler murray brock purdy trevor t law is my highest uh, by far and i'm gonna say kyler's my lowest i'm not gonna let him fool me i'm not gonna fall for that trap you know i know there was some decent play i'm aware they have a very high draft pick so i mean there is some he's another running quarterback and we like that um brock purdy is suspect he's shown some kinks in the armor lately but there's still so much talent around him and the Niners believe in him so Kyler lowest Trevor highest another disagreement I'm going Brock Purdy it's because I think he's in the best offense um I I think they're gonna bring everybody back the Debo's kind of a little bit of a question mark if he's back with the right that offense is going to continue to be very good he's gonna have another year learning from Kyle Shanahan and remember this past offseason he didn't get all the first team work like they were Oh, maybe Trey Lance is going to do it. And then Sam Darnold split some work for a little while. And so I think you give Brock Purdy this whole offseason learning everything he can from Kyle Shanahan. I think this offense is going to be amazing. And so that's why I have him the highest and then Trevor Lawrence and then Kyler Murray, just because I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan out there. All right. Uh, Final trio here, Mitch. Tua, Deshaun, Jared. Maybe I should go first on this one but go ahead. instead of the biased Lions fan, JB. All right, like go it. ahead, Dan. And they'll have the same fun Mitch did. Jared Goff, the highest man. I think he's a surprise highest, maybe. Ah, Mitch disagrees. I, I'm just too I'm worried without the weapons. No Vic Fangio on D. The D maybe, you know, takes a little decline and forces Tua to do a little bit more. Deshaun Watson's my lowest. I just I, I can't get on Watson. For me, it's I'm saying Tua is the highest. And the reason is because Jared Goff is probably going to lose Ben Johnson, right? So new offensive coordinator, maybe the Lions offense isn't as good as what it is this year. And Tua getting another year year with McDaniel. I think it's like, like I just love that coach, right? And every year going into this year, they're like, oh, what are they going to do when they actually start getting pressed? Are they going to have an answer for him? Boom, they had an answer. And I really think that that coaching staff is so good. They're going to have more answers for Tua. And as long as he has the answers pre-snap, I think he's an extremely good quarterback. And so for me, it's it's Tua, then Goff, and Deshaun Watson shouldn't even be named with any quarterback that we've mentioned already, to be honest with you. What concerns me with Tua, Mitch, is 
when he's not good pre-snap, when he doesn't have his exactly. weapons, he's yep. a very bad quarterback. <laughs> like there's you're just, right. You're there's right. Something that just changes when he doesn't have that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just a little worried. I think there'll be some ups and downs. Yeah. So the actionable takeaway here with these these five groups here, they're all valued very similarly right now. When we were going through this exercise, if you truly felt strongly one way or the other on any of these trios, and just an example, you feel like Joe Burrow is going to be the lowest of that three a year from now, and you have him, maybe that's when you look to pivot towards an Anthony Richardson or Justin Herbert plus. Uh any of those groups, you know, so I, I think that's the actionable takeaway and plant your flag, have a, a, a formulated take and whether it agrees with Dan, Mitch or see none of the above, that's the opportunity there as we head through this off season and we kind of put our, our uh, time traveling hat on and look just one year into the future, not two or 10 or whatever year Dan was looking at. All right. Very quickly. Mitch, we're not doing this one quickly. This is my favorite question. Which <laughs> of these three 2024 rookie quarterbacks is the most likely to bust? And then we kind of, we got a follow-up question here. How do we avoid this mistake moving forward? A la Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right. Caleb Williams, Drake may Jaden Daniels right now, the one, two and three in this class for most people, I'm sure there's going to be some contrarians that have some other guys in there, but for this discussion out of those three, who's most likely to bust for you? So I've been watching film on all three of them. Um, For me, it's Jaden Daniels. Uh, Not that I don't like him as a prospect. Let me start off with this because he might end up being my second favorite quarterback in this class. But the reason is I think Caleb Williams is ready today to be, a quarterback in the NFL, right? Same thing. Drake may you see his pocket presence and what he does. Jaden Daniels ran the most college offensive of all college offenses right now, right? It's like one look, run one look, run or run. And then maybe one look, run the next. I mean, there's just watching quarterback playing college right now sucks. If you're trying to look at it from an NFL perspective, because they're not teaching them anything. Jaden Daniels is by far the best athlete. But I also think the offense that he ran is like the least pro ready there is that's coming out right now as far as most of the upper end quarterbacks. So for me, it's just this is all uh, like Zach Wilson, who came from BYU, who was not ready to be an NFL quarterback week one. I think Jaden Daniels is probably the closest to that out of these three. Can, can I play devil's advocate and you guys can, you know, I, I'm not a film guy. We all know that I'm a spreadsheets guy. But I know a lot of the concern with any like Ohio State quarterback coming in, it it was with Justin Fields, it was with CJ Stroud. Like it's like you 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 look at your first option, their second option. Yeah, Yeah. you don't need to go to your second read really, and that's always been a knock on those types of quarterbacks. So how? How do we differentiate? The one thing I will add on that is because those two quarterbacks that came out had an NFL body. I think you look at Jaden Daniels, he might, they say like 205 pounds. I I don't think there's a way in the world he's above like 185. But if he comes in and weighs 200 at the combine and doesn't run, that's going to tell us everything we need to know, right? 
So for me, I think it's really scary like Anthony Richardson. Uh, like what if their body just isn't big enough? I'm not saying we all know rushing quarterbacks aren't the ones that always get hurt the most, right? But as a rookie and you're not ready to take those hits, then all of a sudden you're getting popped. And we've seen Jaden Daniels like turn into Gumby out there on the field just getting smacked around, right? And so for me, it's it's just the body type and the kind of offense that he is. But like I said, he could easily end up being my quarterback too in this class. I just want to say before we get a comment that in Mitch is correct, or maybe it was just misinterpreted on my end. Oh. You you talk about the size of the quarterbacks. Anthony Richardson, 6'4", 245. Yeah, but what I was meaning is like how Anthony Richardson, he couldn't finish games because he just, that type of play. But no, like, I don't think Jaden Daniels weighs more than Bryce Young. And that's like the scary thing to me is he's, he is really spindly. And like with his level of play, like I'm really worried about that. Uh, yeah, he's listed at what six four two ten. Yeah, there's no way in the world they're calling an athletic freak ten. today or something like that. So it's starting, boys. The hype is starting. Oh, of course. Uh, so Dan, out of these three, who's most likely to bust? Uh, I got not saying any of them will bust. Yes, maybe they're all absolute superstars for years to come in the NFL. But just who's most likely to bust? And then what's a something you could give our listeners kind of avoiding that moving forward in future rookie drafts. It's a loaded question, JB. There's a lot going it on. And I, I think it's also a pre-draft and it's a post-draft, you know, question and answer that, that could, things could change as we go. I think it's definitely not Caleb Williams. I think he's a superstar. You know, as long as Arthur Smith's not his offensive coordinator, we're, we're, we're going to be excited. I'm telling you, Mitch, the dude's, the dude's for real. Uh -huh. Um, so he's, he's going to be right up there right away. It would probably be Drake May or Jaden Daniels as the potential bust. You know, uh, you know which I mean, one that, I want to pick. That's, that's, the, only other, Kayla, that's the only other I know. Too. I mean, my real answer would probably be Bo Nix if he doesn't go to a good spot, but you didn't put him in the choices. So Drake May, I mean, he, he was a stud, but his last year a sign. You know, that if I'm looking at last year where there was a little decline in play from the season prior, I'd say that, hey, there, there's a sign I'm looking at where Drake, you know, Drake may could be the bust Jaden Daniels. I'm kind of with Mitch, you know, I mean, everyone's going to want him to be that Anthony Richardson, but he's really a potential boomer bust there. I mean, he's a dual threat guy. So we love that in fantasy, right? So that, that's going to be very appealing and he's going to go high and maybe he goes too high. So, you know, flip a coin on either of those two, you know, how do you avoid the mistake? You guys know, I like drafting after the rookie draft. I mean, that's yeah. just my 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 preference. I like to know what teams they were going on. So I'm listening to an interview with Mike Mayock, and I'll, I'll feel gen I feel a little generous tonight, you know, talking about a couple other pods. So after you listen to all your dynasty theories and you're caught up to date, you could listen to the last uh, Ross Tucker podcast. He had Mike Mayock on there. I was really curious to listen to Mike Mayock because the last we really heard from him is you know him and Gruden leave, and there's all this controversy with the Raiders, and now you got this exciting new uh, hiring with Pierce. But one comment he made in the show was. You know, he's talking about his lessons as a, G a GM and one other successful management GM guy in the NFL gave him a little bit of advice. And he says, we really only worry about five, six teams in the NFL. He goes, because the owners and the coaches, of those other teams are going to eliminate themselves. And you think of fantasy football, a lot of our frustrations come from the coaches and the owners doing rockhead things where there's some talented guys that don't really come to fruition to meet our fantasy needs because 
the Arthur Smiths of the world doing what he does. We've seen, we could probably list a lot of other coaching and owning owner examples where they are kind of, you know, crushing some fancy dreams. So when you watch these guys, I'm watching very closely to who their OC is going to be, who their head coach is going to be, who the owner is. Hey, are they going to give us some sustainability and fantasy production for a long time? So if I'm looking to, you know, the Jets probably should have been our first uh, clue to Zach Wilson. Look at their history. But then you most likely have no CJ Stroud if you're going through that process. It that mindset. It's dangerous, but we've got to look for something. We got to, we got to hedge or pin on something. Now again, CJ Stroud, when we were having this conversation, the one hope we had was that high, that game film versus Georgia. He played an awesome lights out national championship game, answering a lot of the questions and doubts that we had. I think that, and as Mitch mentioned, that prototype size. Final thoughts. Getting some answers. That was relatively quick. That was a fun question, fun topic. Uh, Mitch, we started the show with you. Let's start final thoughts with you for the 231st time. Holy cow. Talking about some veteran buys that we were looking at at quarterbacks and then their 2025 values. We'll touch on some running backs next week. So, Mitch, what do you got for our listeners? Just real quick, we didn't talk about it much with these quarterbacks, but Dan was alluding to being a little bit higher on the rushing side of court. Like if someone, if a quarterback can rush, being a little bit higher on them, mm-hmm. right? I mean, quarterback scoring matters so much in the leagues that it's so important you have to pay attention to them. Like if we're playing in a four point per touchdown passing league, then I'm like, Dan, I want every single rushing quarterback I could get. But if you're playing in one of the six point for touchdown to one, then all of a sudden I kind of like the passing ones a little bit more. Right. So just be very cognizant of the quarterback scoring even more so than like we talk about half point PPR and PPR a ton, but quarterback scoring is huge. And so make sure you're paying attention to that, especially joining new startups right now. And when we go through this, typically we talk about the plus six minus four. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of our leagues are the, the six point passing touchdowns, but even within my tiers on the, that are part of the dynasty theory, Patreon, like I have that scoring setting typed out there and laid out for everybody, but you do have to make some adjustments based on the scoring, especially going down to four point passing touchdowns. You know, we have leagues where quarterbacks, they get the point two five point per carry as well. So there are different things that we need to look at. So I think that's a good call out there. Dan, what do you got? Yeah, I love Mitch's scoring takes. And I I think the last thing I'm looking at before we get to our next episode is we've got two coaching vacancies left in Washington and Seattle. The GOAT Belichick's still available. Vrabel's still available. Every Detroit Lion hot commodity coach, I'll make Mitch feel good here. This is an exciting time for him, man, with the Lions one game away from the Mm -hmm. Super Bowl. But Again, I'm trying to find those answers of, you know, what head coaches are going to go there and stabilize their organizations, what OCs are going to be there for that fantasy offense. Again, really excited to see Coach Harbaugh go to the Chargers for Justin Herbert. I think there's a great opportunity for him to take that next step now. Hopefully everybody enjoyed tonight's show. Like I said, we will be back next Thursday, every Thursday moving forward. All right. Until JB's different. Until you get that text from me, hey guys, you're all right with just uh skipping this week. No, 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 no. All right. Come on, JB. Come on, get with the program here. It's the off season. We're gearing up. Let's go. Uh, and then I'll update. Uh, they'll, they'll move the bachelor to Thursday nights or something. JB will be like, guys, I think I'm gonna be you know? tired on Thursdays. We need Tuesdays again. <laughs> I'm a little sick. All right. Anyway, hopefully you guys enjoy the show. 
Uh, we'll catch a lot of you in the Discord. Uh, conversations going 24-7. We have an absolute blast in there. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan LaMagna, I'm John Bauer. We'll catch everybody next week. <laughs>